0: welcome to the nothing in particular show where you sit down with a beer cup of coffee or a great glass of wine and have an entertaining discussion with
1: your new besties travis cody and breezy weeks what will we talk about today
0: nothing in particular or whatever is top of mind
1: hello and welcome back to another episode of the nothing in particular show this is travis cody
0: and breezy weeks
1: we are in that coveted most blessed, cherished time of the year, which is award season.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say spring, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I'm in Utah. So I'm waiting for spring. I'm like, come on. Like <laughs> I'm we're in the most coveted time of the
1: year for Hollywood. I think the rest of the, at, at this point in time, based <laughs> off of, uh, the, shall we just say lack of reception that the Grammys had this year? Uh, the, the big question is, do people even care anymore?
0: Mm, yeah I don't care question uh you know I'm I'm caring less you know and and you know we me and you have both worked in this industry and I've always had a fascination of it still so it's like the fact that I'm losing interest I can only imagine you know several other people out there we're in the industry and we're just like "Eh." yeah (laughs) yeah I you know it's
1: it's like Hollywood in general. Like I, I, have a huge affinity for the Golden Age of Hollywood. You know, the fifties and the sixties. It was yeah. That was in the time when we, America, sort of. Uh, this is probably the bad word to use, but we worshipped the <laughs> actors as as like that was our royalty. America does doesn't have our aristocracy. We don't have royals. We have movie stars. That was our royalty, and and there was a class and a. Uh, prestige and uh, I, I don't know, like the you know chivalry was still alive and and that sort of faded out and it started fading out in the seventies, but really you know the nineties is when it really started to die and all everything became about the machine versus the the art and but they still always had the Academy Awards and the Academy Awards were always still very glamorous and classy and cool and I don't know, but these last several years they just. me feels like that's losing that
0: yeah it's true i mean you get so excited when the awards would come up and you know people would plan parties or you know your own private parties and events to maybe watch it together um even like like the screen Actors guild awards there's local parties that they'd usually um, throw, you know, that you can attend and even just viewing parties. So you'd all just go to a big party together and then watch it on a big screen, you know?
1: Yeah, and here's the other thing, like even a few years ago, if you and I would have been having this conversation, we would have been like, oh, well, who do you think the contender for the the movie of the year? Right. And we would, we would go, oh, it could be this one it could be this because this, this year, if you look back from, from, from like in the year 2020, like, is there a movie that jumps out at you that went oh my gosh that movie no i can I, I can't and, and 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 is that because we weren't in the movie theaters do you think so since it's on the big screen it doesn't have the emotional impact cuz when you go into the movie it's an event you got to you got to get a babysitter and you got to go out and you got to prepare for it and you got to get the tickets early whereas when it's just on Netflix and you just turn on Netflix and it's in, in a list of 3000 other movies that have just come out you're like
0: eh. yeah true I, I don't know I'm, yeah i mean it's a good question
1: because it's very different this year i'm almost everybody i talk to literally just doesn't even care and not only that but when you mentioned what the movies that are nominated most people haven't heard heard of them They're yeah. like
0: i don't even know what that is it's true and then like you were saying too the you know the previous podcast we talked about about just just being saturated too you know there's so much, much of everything there's so many like TV shows and Netflix and series and movies and you're just like I I don't think there's like and maybe because of COVID so we'll see I don't know like when things start fading out a little bit maybe the theater um you know those these companies will the motion picture companies are going to get back on it to like promote and try to make these big hits but I think maybe they pulled back a little bit because of COVID because there were a few movies that I was looking forward to like um there was the Black Widow. One?
1: I know you were looking forward to Black Widow. <laughs> well, Wonder I'm, Woman 1984. I couldn't <laughs> see that in theaters, I had to watch it on TV. Oh.
0: No, I mean, well, you know me. I, I like most of the Marvel stuff anyways, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I I heard rumors of, you know, certain movies that were supposed to be coming out that never really did and so you just wonder. top gun like, 2 well quiet place 2 ghostbusters i was actually looking forward to quiet place 2 to be honest and uh, yeah that sort know, of just sort of disappeared that disappeared for
1: later so we'll james see. bond i was looking forward to james bond yeah so now are we going to go from having No choices to in one month, you're going to have 37 movies that are all two hundred dollars budgets where you're like, I want to see all of these. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be it'll be like 1999 again where you went to the movie theater and there's 18 movies and you're like, I want to see all of these. Yeah, that would be where now you go and there's two. You're like two two, to 16. You're like, definite no. And then two that you're like, "Eh, maybe
0: I'm still like thinking pre-COVID, right before COVID hit, the last movie that I went and saw in a the movie theater was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> you know, that's so and, funny. That was, and I'm actually, that was, seriously, that was the last movie I saw, yeah, too. And I'm actually still excited about it. That's I'm so like,
1: funny. I'm, left, I'm
0: left like thinking about it, going, gosh, that was a great movie because I got to go to the theater and have the whole experience, you know. You know, it's like I had the uh,
1: privilege of taking a friend from England to and he's like all these movies. I'm like, this us going to see Sonic. And he was he's like, he didn't even know what it was. He's like, really, dude? <laughs> like I'm I'm here I'm 6000 miles to Vegas and we're going to go see an animated hedgehog movie with Jim Carrey and then covid hit and he's like you bastard that's <laughs> the last movie I'm going to have seen at a theater for a year.
0: Well, you know, my son Knox is just like the biggest biggest Sonic the Hedgehog fan like that I've ever known. So I mean he like draws him really well too and he collects anything of Sonic that he can get his hands on. Um so I had to go and see the movie and, and now I've watched it numerous times because we own it, but <laughs> it's not that bad. It's I, I thought it was really cute actually and um that actor uh, I'm trying to think of who but he that actor is also in that show Dead to be um and he used to also be like I forgot he also did like a, a super he used to do like a superhero role um but James which which one the James one that, the one that played the Marsden, sheriff? I think Marsden, yeah, yeah. Marsden. no he
1: was in the x-men
0: movie yes he was x-men the cyclops that's the cyclops yes yeah I like him and everybody
1: was like he's way too young for these movies
0: <laughs> I like him so it was you know it was easy to watch <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was actually up for the Superman 2006 and he lost out. And then they put him in this, the love interest to Lois Lane instead.
0: Oh, yeah. I like him. He was in that series dead to me. I don't know if you you watched that. That was, that was pretty funny. that. That was a good one.
1: I mean that could be the theme that's running through Hollywood right now. The, the result of the the Grammys. I, I don't know. So the Oscars. It's this year. The end of April. We'll see. Is that the theme song going to be dead to me? All the fans are going to be like, "Eh, don't care anymore." Eh.
0: Well, we we you know we do look forward to Sonic the Hedgehog two.
1: <laughs> this is true. They are filming it. So, do you wonder if you know up until about seven years ago, celebrities were the only time we sort of got a glimpse in their lives was you know press junkets red carpet interviews press releases and the academy awards right so do you feel now that every because every celebrity has they're an influencer in their own right you know rock has got what 230 million followers on his instagram account and he and he's posting every single day so the the mystique behind celebrity has definitely gone away because now we see that they're very much real people and we see them all of the time and so does the do you feel that that lessens the impact of the academy awards because we used to tune in of like oh my god we get to see our favorite people and now we're just like "Eh." i i i saw jlo for the last 37 days on instagram why do i need to watch the academy awards
0: right Uh, You know, I think it depends on the type of fan and probably the age range. I think, um, like our age and older probably prefer, like you were saying, where there's more of a mystery, there's more something like a suspense leading up to it because we were used to that more growing up. I honestly, like, I prefer that. And I, I tell that to a lot of younger people and the younger generation and, and fans and stuff that we know, like, um. I say lucky to them, but maybe they're not lucky. But so often I say, you're lucky that you even have like social media in any way that you can connect to these celebrities and they might even see your comment. They might even like it or respond to it. Like we didn't have that back in our day. You know, you you had the magazine to write
1: a letter and then you never even knew if it showed up.
0: Yeah. And most often it was a printed Xerox copy of a, of a fan, you know, response to your fan mail. It was like... You know, it wasn't even real. It was like this, the autograph was just a copy of a copy. But I think, and, you know, we speak about this all the time. Um, it also kept you kind of out of more of like their personal lives and their political lives and all this other stuff that you didn't know about them that I feel some of them have, it's, it's damaged them because they're so out there about it. Yeah. And it's Paul like-
1: Newman talked about this because he was one of the most notoriously private actors in history. You, nobody knew anything about him, other you know, obviously when Newman's own exploded, then they knew they, they they knew that he had a company, but they didn't know any, they didn't know who he was married to, they didn't know what his hobbies were, they, they knew nothing about him. And somebody asked him about that, especially in the 80s when everybody wanted to do everything, and he said, I feel like the more people know about me as a person, the more it impacts the work
0: right.
1: because, and his whole thing was like, if people know that I hate riding horses, for example, which I do, then and if I'm in a, if I'm in a Western, people are going to be like, oh God, look, he hates riding horses. Look, you can see it when he's right. And they're no longer thinking about the character. They're thinking about, oh, that guy in real life hates riding horses.
0: Exactly. And what?
1: I, and I think you're right. You look at um like how many is, especially now because the world's so politicized, but you see people on the, the right and the left, and I'm gonna say the extremes. We need to identify here there's there, there's super far left and right, there's moderately far left and right, and then there's kind of like middle left and right. And, and, and in and in Travis's world, people in the middle left and right are the rational people that you can have a conversation <laughs> yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they're open to things like logic and fact. And uh, and they're going, oh, OK, well, how do you how do you feel about that? Oh, OK, that's interesting. Well, here's how I feel about that. And then the two of you can okay, some maybe sometimes you're like, I didn't realize that I'm totally willing to change my opinion on either way. We get on the fringes and it doesn't matter what kind of fact or logic you have, uh, again, on both sides, you're just not going to convince them otherwise. Mm-hmm. And so in this last year with the politicalization, I don't know how many tweets or Uh, comments you see with people with actors of like you just you just shut up and do and and do do your job as an actor right yeah and and the actors get all offended well i'm a human being and i can have i have my opinion and that is true and going back to the point though of the more people know about you and what you stand for the less it becomes about the character and the more it now becomes about you right And, and sometimes maybe Maybe we stumbled upon something here, Breezy. Maybe that's one <laughs> of the reasons why m- movies this last six to ten years has it feels like the quality has started to go down because it's no longer about the art for the art's sake. It's no longer about the character for the character's sake. It's about you know getting my little soapbox moment in because I want to feel good about myself. And
0: well, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I you know I actually got surprised you know this past year, and I think for many of us too, uh, it it was pretty rough in the whole political you know sense i think for a lot of people on both sides i think definitely
1: a year that no one wants to 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 repeat virus wise or political wise yeah
0: for everybody (laughs) you know please let that be a once in a hundred year scenario yeah we're done please (laughs) um but i remember the last um i'm trying to think if it was probably the last like oscars or something but I had spoke to a, a family member and um, we were I, she loves Brad Pitt and so I was like, oh Brad Pitts on Brad Pitts on you know and and she's like her response was I just wish he would have been less political I was actually surprised when she said that because I I didn't well, he's like the most the least political person he, ever but he did say some things um and I, I don't remember off the top of my head but I like didn't really catch it because it was uh, more on my oh at
1: the golden globes when he won his golden yeah. Globe, he made a comment so about the, I favored the adults in the room yeah. that's what he said
0: and I favored his comment because it was something I agreed with so I was like okay by it but she didn't so much and so when she said that I it it made me really notice and go oh yeah you're kind of right you know like I could see your Point of view that that might have. But it's interesting because, like, that's the least
1: inflammatory thing you could. Because I think you could interpret his comment to be either way, because heaven knows there's a lot of politicians on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. Not including the president at the time mm-hmm. that I think you could make the argument that needed to grow up. Right. And half the time you see the stuff going on in politics and what they're fighting over, it's like you're an 85 year old woman and it looks like you're having a cat fight in high school. Yeah. Like, what the hell? They're all run the country. Yeah.
0: They're all like, old adults like fighting amongst each other. Um, But, you know, I think, I think we are, we are onto something here because, you know, I, I think it also depends on what you're doing in the entertainment business, because now I'm all for advocates. It's, it's such a weird thing to, to figure out what is the right thing to do. You know, what is, we want, some people want those people that they look up to to be an advocate for something and speak up and then there's other people that are like i wish you didn't do that i wish you just stay neutral because i just want to watch you as that actor that i'm you know interested in it's really hard it's it's like who knows what really is the right thing to do so i think we are on to something to see where this takes us with that but
1: now we have you know the the perception the public perception with the um you know, the Academy Awards changing the requirements for what is uh, r- what you need to meet even to to be qualify for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. The public perception is it's a diversity quota. Now, if you actually read the guidelines, uh, you know, I don't know how much it's really going to move the needle from a PR standpoint at the, you know, they can pat themselves on the back and be like, look, we're doing all this stuff.
0: Right. So that's so you got to do both. It, you have to do both. Like, Um, You have to have diversity in mind because I think it's 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 the right thing to do if it makes sense for that film. And then also then the right talent of of that. So, you know, yeah, well, and I think
1: the big the big challenge is, is that marginalized communities, especially people of color, haven't gotten the opportunity to have to to get the experience they need to have these roles.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, again, I can't talk because I'm I'm a white person, but also seeing it through my friends um, who are different races and stuff and hearing their experiences that they've told me that worked in the industry. You know, I think it, it's just a lack of opportunity. I overall I really feel and then because of that la- lack of opportunity that they've been given over the years, it does tend to maybe um, they drift away from the desire of wanting to try it. Because it's just, you know, they don't know if they're even going to get. Well, if you're, if you love with something and you can't make a living with it. Right.
1: I mean, eventually you've, you know, what point do you give up on your dreams? Yeah. And, you know, and it's just like, at what point do you go? I just want to actually have a steady paycheck and pay my rent instead of having to worry about it all the time. And so you're, you're right. The lack of opportunity then breeds more lack of diversity because the people who need the opportunity the most are the ones that also eventually you know just out of survival have to stop trying and older you get the more it's like well wait a minute why are you 35 and you only have one credit on a you know student film i'm not going to hire you you're too old you should have had 15 years of experience now i don't want you when the reality is like no they just give these guys a chance
0: well yeah and i think too um some might kind of bitch and complain that it might take a little more effort because maybe you're not given um you know enough like diverse you know, talent in front of you when you're casting for something, but it's not that hard to just try to, you know, look for more and ask for more when you're looking, when you're seeking that out. I think we need to do that a little more over the years. And then we're going to have more people that want to be in the industry and hopefully given more opportunities and stuff and then support each other, you know. So anyway, my point was, yes, your point
1: Getting back to diversity in Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, where do we, you know, how do you know what things people naturally gravitate to or not? I, I think we start with obviously having more producers, writers that, that given opportunities that normally haven't. And then we start with top of, yeah. Below the line, top level guys, cinematographers, music guys, special yes. effects, yes. and you know, I, I, my my my, and from in Travis's world, creating some sort of an apprentice program to give people the opportunities they need, and more importantly, the experience they need to be able to, because you, I think, it was Bill. Is it Bill Mayer, Bill Meyer mm-hmm. on his show was talking about the diversity requirements with the Academy Awards? And he even said he's like, I don't know anybody of any color who says they got the job because of the color skin. They want to have the job because they're the right guy for the job. And therein lies the big chasm in Hollywood, is that it's purposely kept people of color and other marginalized demographics. It's purposely kept kept them from having the experience. That they need to be the per- best person for the job, and and until we address that issue, until that changes, uh, you know, we'll we'll always be doing this.
0: I think it would be a they might have this already that I don't know that exists, but I think it'd be really cool to have some maybe some grant programs and stuff like that too for um you know other different uh, people of different color you know and. That want to maybe get in the industry that might not be able to afford it for the schooling or you know for the training of that like we we're talking about other than being an actor like all the other things that exist in the industry that they might want to um, to learn maybe that's I something think too. that
1: you know we we've definitely got to handle the diversity issue but I think we also need to create a filter for crazy. So, we can keep crazy, crazy out. <laughs> and until we get that done, all of our diversity things are going to be all
0: for not. Because mm-hmm. what happens is we just get a whole bunch of crazy people in there.
1: Oh, wait, that's all, what we already do have is okay. all crazy people.
0: <laughs> so, you know, as we were saying before, here we are with the Oscars and stuff coming up. And I'm not very excited. I don't even know if I'm going to watch. Um, to me, it just seems like, just like the Grammys, just like all these things, all these awards, even in the musical, you know, I watch a lot of the music awards because of the industry that I'm in for I some often. reason. I
1: don't know why the MTV, care about that stuff.
0: MTV music awards, the, the Grammys, like Oscars, all those different awards. I, I just get bored. They always have like the same people, the same presenters, the same people performing. I mean, year after year, you have the same performers. I'm just like, you know, there was a couple years ago um they had a really good mix i think it was the mtv awards of uh different genres that drives me crazy too they've lost like putting a lot of different genres into like a like a music awards for instance and i'm it's just like i'm bored same. and they're they're just bringing the same super super star famous people back every year and i i've been there done that i've seen them i you know i want to see so
1: do you think that they're now that the, even the movie studios and the music industry is getting in this they're like oh who can we invite that has the largest instagram following because that'll help boost our ratings and, and then they tried that for the Grammys and they're like, wait a minute, why did we have 50% less people than our worst year ever?
0: And like we were well, talking about earlier, to me, that kind of turns me off to the celebrity. Um, I think the young people tend to like it because they want to feel like they're more human and like them. Um, but I don't know, maybe they just don't know what they're missing, like what we grew up with. And I think they, they don't really know what they're missing. What they're missing is having that that kind of fun, like we talked about fantasy, the untouchableness of these celebrities. And sometimes you're just, they're so like within your reach, you feel that they're so human that they even tend to be think that they can dehuman.
1: I, you know, I, this last year watching a lot of the celebrities having to promote, but doing it on zoom. Yeah. Ugh. To me, I felt like I lost a lot. And like, I feel like I lost a lot of respect for a lot of talented people that i love because i would see them on zoom and i go mm-hmm. he's it, no he's, he's too real now like yeah. it takes it takes that pet they've come off the pedestal and this is going to sound really bad <laughs> but it, it, it when you have people on on zoom and and you're watching them do the interview and you're going my God, I did not realize that guys going on talk shows that makeup artists could do, make that big of a difference <laughs> oh, no. for these people. Cause you see yeah. them on zoom and you're like, wow. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I should have not hired a makeup artist for, well, they can't hire makeup artists cause no one's allowed in their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for part of me, like, I am, am, am I an old fogey lamenting the fall of the illusion, Breezy? Like I, everybody's like, I love it because they're real. And I'm like, I want the illusion.
0: I, I, I want the illusion that that person looks that way all of the time. I, feel the, <laughs> I feel the illusion is good to have, you know? Um, and like I said, with these people being so out in the public and on these social media, like I said, sometimes, well, oh, I shouldn't say sometimes, more often than ever now, they're getting themselves in trouble they're like saying things that they like might not have ever said in an interview or or you know like we're saying they're getting too um opinionated or something it's like so
1: if roseanne did not have twitter she would probably still be the number one show on the air well, just say that she's
0: a horrible like, horrible example <laughs> but you know i feel like if you're a racist, it's going to, it's going to come, uh, it's going to come up. To All
1: right, right. Okay. But yes.
0: good, valid points. I just mean like, Yields to your
1: logic once again,
0: dang it. I just mean like stupid stuff where you're like, Oh, I wish I didn't know that about them. You know, superstars out there that have stayed off. I think have kept a really good reputation. Like the, the Ryan Gosling and the, you know, I like, um, a lot of European actors like Matt Smith, he's yeah, he's the, one of the doctors from Doctor Who. Um, a lot of these like major superstars who stayed off of social media remain th- that superstardom and they remain with their, um, you know, good ideas that you have about them and opinions. I, mean, are we, so.
1: it's, I almost feel like we're moving into this era now where if, if you move into being a celebrity and you're not on those things, that actually becomes a more powerful because I think people so. are so used to having instant access to everything about you. And suddenly you come along and people are Googling you and they're like, wait, he doesn't have a Twitter, they don't have Instagram. There's a Facebook page, but it's clearly that somebody's managing it. Yeah. They have a website, but they don't really do much there other than promote their stuff. Like, wait a minute, I don't know anything about this person. I don't know who they and like I almost feel like the not knowing will make people more rabid fans of that person because they're gonna be obsessed with trying to figure out, yeah. which again, you know, it's just the way it was back
0: in like the nineties the and the the eighties the and the nineties. I feel if you're a superstar celebrity, you don't need social media, really. You really don't. Um, and often you'll see a lot of people that maybe had it in the beginning. And then when they reach that superstardom, they disappear because they really don't need it anymore. You know, they, they get enough publishing advertising and and there is that sense of you know that untouchable fantasy of wondering about them um that i feel is interesting you know so yeah i i, I say I mean, it's uh <laughs> say know, what
1: was it the um oh shoot He played hermione in uh Harry Potter. Oh, yes. yes. Belle. Yes. Bell. Who's Belle? What's her name? Yes. And somebody was talking to her about something about if she is ever worried about having a um, you know, scandal with like, you know, f- photos. And she created a huge controversy because she was like, uh no, because I'm just never going to take naked photos. Like that's just that's easy. You know, not if you're worried that you don't take naked photos, they'll never end up out in the world. Right. And they like got mad at her and were like, oh, how prudish and all that sort of stuff. And I I bring that up because I almost feel like we're gonna get to the point another four or five years from now. People are like, oh, aren't you worried about someone finding out about that tweet that you have sent? And uh-huh. somebody's going to be like, no, I've never been on Twitter. Yeah. And then people's <laughs> brains are going to melt. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter's trash. Look at me, what?
0: What do you mean you've never been on
1: Twitter? How is this possible? I don't understand. And then they'll be like going crazy. And the guy like he's going to be the most non the most controversial non-controversy person because he doesn't
0: have Twitter. <laughs> I'm so grateful once again this is the old person in me talking that we were in the era of cameras, mostly film. I mean, they did become digital at some point, but even the digital got, you know, was a little, you know, hard to, like, hook up your camera and you know, download your pictures. Yeah. We were at the brink of that. There's definitely
1: but something to be said for film.
0: I'm so glad that I wasn't on social media so much and had a camera phone in my hand as a teenager. <laughs> That's all I have where to everything say. Beca- everything <laughs>
1: becomes a moment where when you had a camera, you were actually uh, very choosy in the moments that you would photograph. Whereas a camera now, it's like I feel people pull out their, can- their phone and they take a thousand photos and then they dig through them all and go, ah, I got one.
0: Yeah. Um, before we end this and wrap it up, I was going to mention, I just watched that documentary called Kid 90, that um, mm-hmm. the actress who was in the show, this is going to date me again. This was one of my favorite shows as a little, little girl called Punky Brewster. Oh, yeah. What was her name? Soul Moon Fry. I think that's the real um, woman's name.
1: Something woo woo. <laughs> so <laughs> Back in the day, was really weird. And today you realize she was her parents were ground, were groundbreakers. Yeah,
0: so. no. Um it's actually really good and it's all about you know growing up in the 90s she's a little bit I think older than me but and so she was like a little more like teenage party mode but uh it's it's really interesting to watch um you should check it out and we can maybe discuss it there's like she knew everybody and there's so many like little cameos of some famous people from the 90s so it's cool Leonardo DiCaprio so a throwback everybody yeah
1: yeah yeah that's awesome check it out well everyone wrapping up our oscar edition here just remember to watch your oscars this year on april sunday april 25th it's going to be televised live on abc 5 p.m los angeles time coming from you from two different locations instead of one comment below
0: he's not leave us a review he's not being are you going to be there
1: are you not do you even are the oscars even relevant anymore And is it the Oscars that are not relevant? Or is it the people that are making the Oscars not relevant? It's the conundrum. Right. Until then, this is Travis Cody. And
0: Breezy Weeks.
1: And we'll see you on our next episode.